Annyeonghaseyo, hello, and welcome back to the Hello Taekwondo podcast, the podcast for passionate martial artists. I'm your host, Josh DeBerardinas. In today's episode, we are going to talk about movies and martial arts, exploring how martial arts are portrayed in media and how the movies and martial arts have impacted each other over their long histories. Joining us today, we have 7th degree black belt master instructor in Taekwondo, owner of Dominic's Taekwondo Academy in Independence, Kentucky, Mr. Michael Dominic. Mr. Dominic, welcome to the show. It's great to have you. Thanks for having me. Now, I know that you are a fan of movies. A little bit. And if I'm not mistaken, you went to school for that. Uh, yeah, I double majored in college. I went to okay. Denison University and... Uh, cinema was uh, uh, one of my majors, yeah. Nice. Okay, so this is a topic I've been wanting to explore since I started the podcast, the relationship between martial arts and cinema. Why don't we start with your own uh, personal history with uh, movies and martial arts, since seeing The Karate Kid was a big inspiration for you to start martial arts. Is that right? Oh, uh, absolutely. Uh, Karate Kid was uh, definitely uh, one of the main things that... um, got me into martial arts um it was it was definitely a mix between uh the ninja turtles and and karate kid but uh karate kid uh on a personal level is very dear to my heart um in fact i i think it's just gotten better with 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 time and age and you know just perspective you know as a kid you watch it and you're like okay i relate to these aspects but you know now being in the martial arts for years and and being on the teacher side of things, it, it almost takes on a, a, a different meaning to me. But uh, um, uh, Karate Kid definitely definitely an influence early on for me. I feel like the Karate Kid and and things like Ninja Turtles and Power Rangers are usually uh, a big um, influence for people all across martial arts. You hear these stories of you know they grew up watching Power Rangers or the Ninja Turtles, and they and that's what piqued their curiosity into into starting martial arts in the first place yeah that's uh you know that's probably a more popular answer these days um it's it's probably generational right i mean those were things that were out when when we were kids um and uh you know carried on for you know a couple years and you know grabbed the attention of a couple different generations um uh you know power rangers for example i kind of caught on the on the tail end you know so um, right. I'm a huge fan of the first two or three seasons and the first movie that they did, um, just because, uh, um, you know, I was still in that age group when that came out. The later stuff I'm clueless about, but, uh, um, uh, you know, other people would reference, you know, Bruce Lee and stuff like that from back when, you know, that was popular in their generation. So, but, uh, you know, Karate Kid and, and Ninja Turtles and Power Rangers are definitely go-to answers uh, uh, for, for our generation. Yeah, and and like you mentioned, Bruce Lee, like it, you know, you can keep going back and finding these martial arts icons of of film and and TV, um, with uh, with uh, David Carradine. What show was that? Do you remember? I'm Kung Fu. The name. Kung Fu. It's just called Kung Fu. So yeah, I feel like you know you have martial arts. Um, it's oh, it's had its place in in cinema since I mean almost the very beginning. Uh, if I'm not wrong, you know. Uh... Um, you know, there's key, I think the, the stuff that stands out from a cinema standpoint, um, is, is probably boils down to what people hadn't really seen before, you know? So when Bruce Lee kind of entered the scene, 
it was like, dude, no one, no one's been doing any fight scenes like this. No one, no one's been doing this at least over here in, in cinema at the time. And, you know, so that, that caught everyone's attention. And, and, you know, that's kind of what cinema does is it, it's telling a story, but it's also showing you stuff that you may ne- have never seen before. Some of that's location and places and storyline, um, uh, you know, different cultures and things like that, but it's also technology, right? You know, so, you know, as, as cinema has evolved, you know, it's different ways of capturing or showing stuff and, and effects that you haven't seen before. And, and every once in a while you just hit this, you know, point where it's like, wow, what just happened? Like, I, I haven't seen anything like that before. And, and, you know, people, people latch onto it. Oh yeah, uh, for sure. And especially I think the point of it being like kind of new and different and something that they haven't seen a lot of before. I mean, the first thing my my brain went to is I just the very iconic shot of of in Star Trek of Kirk fighting the that lizard thing and his his uh terrible terrible martial arts skills of like just the two hand on the back you know in like the double kind of clasped you know fist and um compared to stuff like that you know you have these movies that are being made or or inspired by movies that are made um from from china and in other parts of asia that have a completely new and different you know, style and concept of fighting on screen than, than what they maybe have seen before. Well, it's a, you know, different style of, of fighting, you know, um, you know, what people were capable of doing back then. I mean, martial arts itself wasn't even uh, as mainstream back then. So it, it wasn't necessarily that they couldn't film it, but people just didn't know it. Um, And right. But, but how they were limited in filming, you know, a lot of stuff such as Star Trek, especially the show, I mean, you're on a stage and it's it's one point of view for pretty much the entire shot. They didn't edit angles and stuff back then. It was, we're just going to work. I mean, glorified stage, right? I mean, it's one shot. So, you know, they're, you got to get the best angle and you're, so you're limited on your movement. Otherwise you're blocking the camera, this and that. And um, (laughs) it's, you know, it's, it's a mix of what people knew and, and what they were able to, shoot and capture at the time i mean i don't know if it's 100 percent true but they always said that the cameras at the time weren't fast enough to capture what bruce lee was doing you know is that true or a legend who knows but uh, i mean i i think there's some truth to it because you know obviously cameras and and technology and and, and even film itself has evolved over time and they're able to do more with it now that they couldn't do before and even if you look at someone like uh, Jackie Chan, where there's a difference in the way that a a screen, like an actor that is also versed in martial arts would perform the fight than just a martial artist. You know, if you do it in real time, full speed, it doesn't really play as well to the camera. And I think that's where that truth comes into of it not being fast enough to catch the motions. You almost want that realistic but exaggerated effect. And, and I think like Jackie Chan especially does that so well in his you know long career of of martial arts movies where it's a very exaggerated kind of uh martial arts and motions that he's doing but it still has that realism to it well you know if you look at just kind of the evolution of of films in general you know i i think films and movies have just become more artistic uh and you know early fighting 
honestly was probably more realistic, right? <laughs> I mean, an actual fight yeah, is yeah. not really a pretty <laughs> thing. You know, you're all jammed right. up, you're making funny faces, uh, you know, you're, you're wrestling more than you're actually kicking and punching. And, you know, uh, does a fight go on for five minutes or does it last, you know, a little bit less than that? You know, it's so, yeah. you know, over time, I think, as people understood it and they could also capture it differently and, and you, you get more of an artistic point of view, uh, that part kind of takes over. And now you've got fight scenes that look really cool and, and, you know, they're shot amazingly, but are they realistic? I don't know. <laughs> Not that they couldn't be right. done, but uh, can you really keep up that kind of energy for, you know, a 30 minute fight sequence while running upstairs? And I mean, no, <laughs> Yeah, they definitely have some very um, impressive stunts yeah. in you know in movies. Now, do you think that that has changed um, how we view martial arts as a whole? Like, just like the idea of of all the 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 martial arts that we see in movies, how has that painted the like the public's picture of real martial arts? And do you think it's kind of changed over time, or what do you think? About sure, that? yeah, it's. I think it's definitely evolved. I mean, I think early on, like I said, uh, you know cinema kind of brought martial arts over here and um it got people excited because they're like man i've never seen anyone move like that you know that's really cool i want to be able to do that um and uh you know that really isn't that far back i mean i was just thinking the other day about lethal weapon three <laughs> and he ends okay. up fighting with renee russo and and next next scene is like yeah check this out it's a spinning kick and i'm like wow like that movie's not that old but clearly martial arts was still kind of on the upswing um i mean even karate kid um you know i i, I know the industry credits karate kid a lot with you know making martial arts popular uh for a different reason um you know martial arts have been around and and popular already but it made it popular for kids because it demonstrated the teacher student relationship and, and what that could be and, and how it's not necessarily about going out and, and, and fighting. Um, you know, so the martial arts in cinema has started off as kind of a, wow, I've never seen this before. or That's really cool. And um, that's a special bond or that's a cool story. That's a cool journey, whatever, whatever stories played out. Um, and, and now it's in everything. Um, you can't have a TV show, um, not even necessarily an action show, um, commercials even that you don't see martial arts portrayed as something that, that most people have either experienced or been around or are doing on a regular basis. So, you know, it, it went from something that no one had ever seen before to now it's part of our, our mainstream culture. And, you know, on the one hand, it's really cool because it's like, oh, wow, like it went from something that not a lot of people did to now it's something that a lot of people do. But um, on the other hand, it's like it's it almost loses kind of its specialness uh, because so many people are doing it, which is why I think you see stuff that's a little bit more over the top now, because it's like this can't be a basic fight scene. This has got to be, you know the fastest person ever, or, you know, no one can hit this person or they've got extra powers on top right. of it and they can fly too. And it's like, okay. Uh, <laughs> you know, so you've got to up it. Yeah. Up well, yeah. How do you, you know, and that's, I mean, honestly, just cinema in general, like, you know, it, it's gotta be bigger and better than the last one. And it's gotta be 
something totally unique. And at some point, um, stuff just is either too hard to top or it's been done before. And, and, um, you know, or it's all flash and no substance, you know? So, um, you know, you've got that aspect, but I also think that, um, there's, there's been a return to what's practical, what's, what's actually realistic. Um, so you're seeing not only movies that are more grounded in reality, but fight scenes too. Um, you know, so a little bit, a little bit dirtier, a little bit more realistic. Um, and you know, that's either the consequences of, of the, the kicking and punching, or, you know, you're seeing characters that are more worn out and tired and, you know, they're pulling off stuff that only they can do without wire work and things like that. So, um, and that influences the type of, you know, martial arts that, that are, that are popular, you know, uh, Taekwondo specifically is continued to be mainstream just because it's, it's a little bit easier for people to pick up, right. You know, it's kicking and punching. It's what most people are seeing and, but it's, it's, it's relatively, you know, basic, at least early on. Right. Um, whereas something that's being viewed as a little bit more practical and realistic, like, you know, jujitsu or some of this other, you know, straight to the point, you know, Krav Maga type stuff. It, it, it's, gaining some popularity just because people are seeing it as, you know, more realistic per se with, with, with what they're interacting with, you know? So, um, media and, and movies are definitely an influence behind that. Now, um, do you, it's interesting because Taekwondo has, it hasn't broken through in cinema. There's not really, now there might be Taekwondo inspired martial arts, you know, integrated into it, but it's, there's not really a subgenre of Taekwondo uh, martial arts movies where you have the karate kid or like, you know, more karate focused ones. You have ones that are specifically Kung Fu. Sure. Um, but it's interesting that Taekwondo hasn't had that, that leap into having its own subgenre. Why do you think that is? Um, you know, some of it is just, <laughs> you know, what becomes mainstream, um, and, and what people kind of latch onto, um, terms and things like that. I, I think a lot of it, you know, movies are naturally going to latch onto whatever's popular and trendy at the time or something that's about to be popular and trendy. Um, other times I think it has to do with what the story is, you know? So, you know, based on where a character is or what their background's supposed to be, what, what style makes sense for them to understand, you know? Um, you know, right. so if you're talking about someone that's supposed to be military trained, they're not doing Taekwondo. I mean, you know, it, right. it's, it's, it's not that they couldn't do Taekwondo and it's not that they're not going to draw from Taekwondo, but for the background of that char character, it just doesn't make sense. I know specifically for like, you know, uh, like Batman begins, they tried to find a very unique martial art for the type of fighting they wanted him doing, but it was, a, it was a stylistic and, you know, again, regional choice because he's supposed to be training outside of, of where he's coming back to. Right. You know, so he's supposed to be overseas. He's supposed to be kind of out in the middle of nowhere and doing this ancient art, you know, so they needed something that didn't look like what we would do here, you know, but, right. Um, I remember watching a documentary that they, they 
wanted to make him look almost like like a monster um, and, and have movements that, that did not look normal um, to add to the effect of what they were trying to do. So I think you, you've got a lot of story and artistic influences to what they do these days. But, you know, overall, what's super popular right now, it's not any one style, it's mixed martial arts. You know, um, and the true. concept of drawing from, you know, multiple multiple styles, uh, you know, so that you kind of cover all your weaknesses. I mean, any art that you love has its pluses and its minuses. You know, Taekwondo is great. It's what I've always enjoyed doing. Um, but, you know, I've tried a bunch of other stuff and I can see their benefits in different situations. But from a, 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 a discipline standpoint is something that I want to do on a regular basis. It's just not for me. Um, but you know, if you get me on the ground and I got to wrestle, uh, it's not my world, you know, yeah. um, you know, <laughs> right, I, right. I, I've done enough jujitsu over the years from clinics and seminars that I could be like, all right, well, I can at least survive a little bit longer than most, but it's, it's just not where I want to be, you know? So, but that's any style, right. You know, um, and, and, and that's, kind of the beauty of the mixed mixed martial arts concept in its truest form not necessarily what's going on with the ufc or or um you know cage fighting in general um but in its true concept you're supposed to be you know studying different arts and being able to use all of them um which ultimately um uh, the martial arts as a as as a as an art and, and a discipline um, you know, that's, that's kind of what the, the overall concept is anyway, right? Like, you know, you're going to study a bunch of stuff, but at the end of the day, you're going to figure out what works for you as an individual and, and be able to apply that to, to different situations. But if you encounter something that's like, oh, I don't know what to do with that. Well, you better, you better study and practice and, and, and figure it out, you know? So, um, th that's, that's the beauty of the concept of mixed martial arts. And I think that's why it's so popular. Um, and stuff, you know, you take something like a movie about a police officer, you know, they, <laughs> um, you know, they, they've got to understand how to deal with the situation, but also control a situation. Right. Um, you know, right. Kind of right. A discussion of the year. Right. You know, so it's like, you know, you've got a character in that situation. Um, I think you're seeing that concept evolve, uh, in, in the movies, you know, um, what they did with, the with that character back in the eighties. Uh, they're not doing the same thing with that character now. Um, and, and so you've got a lot of influences as to what they're going to do with, with a movie. Well, and that makes sense, especially like with the example of a police officer, having some uh, martial arts training would be beneficial. But I, I feel like we would all agree that it'd be weird if we saw a an, a uh, uniformed officer pull, doing like a, a 360 round kick. And, you know, it's like that doesn't quite it, it doesn't match up. No, but I, I will I will say just because I, I want to mention this movie, if you haven't seen the raid and the raid two then you have not fully experienced martial arts in the movies. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't think I've actually seen that one. So I'll oh, add that to my man. list. Yeah, definitely not for children, but uh, it is um, it is a very cool martial arts movie. Very, very violent. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it involves a SWAT officer that um, is res uh, forced to uh, draw from everything he knows. <laughs> okay. So it's very, very good. Yeah, I know it's up there. It's 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 Harold is one of those like must see you know movies with with amazing martial arts in it. So anyone listening at home, you guys write that down. The raid. 
Yeah, yeah. Get the kids out of the room and uh, <laughs> prepare, prepare for an adventure. Now, uh, on the topic of really good martial arts movies, um, what are some of your uh, favorite? And also, do you have any that you think have just been uh, maybe if they're not your like favorite favorite, but you think they're like the like milestones or you know very important you know martial arts movies in the history of cinema? Um, I, I mean, so just working with my childhood. I mean, obviously, there's some some older martial arts movies, but I I, I think the problem that you run into with with cinema um, is that you know, over time, some stuff just kind of loses its impact. Um, Because if you're watching it, after watching stuff from today, it's going to feel slower, the effects aren't going to be as cool, right? Um, You know, the story might be cheesier, or the action might be cheesier, or whatever. So I mean, again, certain stuff when it comes out, is just mind blowing. And, um, you know, but obviously stuff gets duplicated, and, and people try and mimic it and stuff over time. So I do think if you're watching an older movie, you have to kind of at least remind yourself that it's an older movie. But some movies amazingly stand the test of time. Um, Karate Kid being one of them. Um, it's it's definitely, uh, especially now with the new show Cobra Kai. Right. Um, Karate Kid is just continuing to be a, a great thing. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, martial arts wise for that movie, I, I, you know, obviously it's pretty basic at the time, but probably a little bit more realistic uh, looking back on it. Um, but it's the words of wisdom that I really love in that in that movie um, from a teacher standpoint. Uh, Ninja Turtles as a cartoon. Great. The first Ninja Turtles movie has yet to be topped, in my opinion. It is it is one of the uh, one of the best uh, comic book adaptations, in, in my opinion. Um, obviously, you could talk about a lot of uh, superhero movies that have martial arts aspects in them. Um, but for me, a, a huge milestone is, is definitely the matrix. Um, you oh, know, yeah. the trilogy as a whole, you could probably debate uh, right. as to <laughs> yeah. whether or not it lives up. Um, but, uh, anyone that's going to debate that trilogy is definitely looking forward to whatever they're going to do for the fourth one. Um, but the matrix obviously was amazing just because, um, one, it kind of made Kung Fu a little bit popular again, but, uh, um, uh, the 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 way they filmed it and this the the stop you know the slow motion and the the wire work that they did was very very cool um well yeah no one had really movie. done anything like that like no one had recorded and filmed martial arts in that way before that yeah the the angle i mean it's just a beautifully done movie it's it's super artistic um and honestly it's like the first in my opinion um, first live action anime project. I mean, it, yeah. it is, it is very much a, um, it draws from a lot of that stuff, but the angles and the stop, and I'm going to zoom around. I mean, it's just amazing. Um, uh, but that movie obviously is more than just the effects. It's an amazing story. It's an amazing concept. Um, and, uh, honestly, it's, I think it's a perfect movie. Uh, otherwise, uh, martial arts wise, I mean, I mentioned the raid one and two, they're phenomenal. Um, the other, uh, thing that I think is of, of recent that is just phenomenal from a martial arts standpoint is, uh, uh, daredevil, the series, um, all three seasons are absolutely phenomenal. 
and the fighting in it is very realistic. Um, and, uh, you know, if you can believe that he, he's doing all this blind, uh, you know, beyond that, it's, 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 it's pretty slick and it's got some of the coolest ninjas that I think have ever been created. That's in season two. Yeah. Um, absolutely phenomenal. Um, but the, uh, they've got some really neat camera work in that each season had one episode that had a, uh, it's not necessarily all in one take, but it's filmed to look like it's all one take. Right. And they do it. I, I want to say they do it. I know it's definitely the first two seasons. I want to say they did it again in the third, but phenomenal, just phenomenal filming and, and, and camera work and, um, fantastic choreography. Um, a lot of times movies, I think kind of lose their appeal, um, because the, the fighting looks stale. Um, but, uh, if you want to go cheesy eighties, uh, blood sport, <laughs> I haven't seen that one. Is, no. is, uh, I, I think it's still fun to watch. I mean, uh, it's, I mean, Sean Claude, take him for what he is, but, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, another eighties classic is best of the best. Um, if you, if you haven't seen that, the, the sequels are whatever. Yeah. Um, I like parts of two, uh, but, uh, beyond two, it's a completely different franchise, but, um, Best of the best is it's eighties montage gold, but it is it is uh <laughs> it, it's it the heart of it is is what I think is special about the martial arts. And, you know, and that's what's interesting with movies is there's there's different things that you latch on to um for for different reasons, but um Right. Well, you've got some movies have like a, the it's the story and the martial arts just enhance yeah. it, and other ones it's you watch it for the action scenes, and you're like, what's the story? Like, oh, we don't really know, but he's kicking this guy, you know. Well, and again, Best Buy I can remember watching after I had just gotten started in the martial arts, so it was just really cool because it was something that I was I was super excited about, and you know, any chance I could get to watch something, it was cool, and but you know best of the best was like wow you know this is what i'm going to be doing it's a tournament and it looks realistic and okay this is how you're supposed to show respect and this is how you fight with honor and i mean it was just a very very cool thing but then you've got something like three ninjas which is a horrible horrible movie i think i've now. seen that like, one. i watch it oh <laughs> it's it's horrendous and you can tell all the effects but as a kid like power rangers it's just it's awesome. You know, it's like, oh yeah, we can fight the bad guys and right. if we team up together. We can take down the adults and, you know, but it's, you watch it now. You're like, why on earth was I such a fan of this horrible, horrible movie? Um, but you know, that's your perspective as a kid versus an adult. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, kids love know. it. Kids love it. And, and we mentioned before, uh, that, um, you know, how after like the karate kid kind of, you know, brought martial arts, more so to the mainstream, especially for kids. And a lot of kids, you know, you know, are seeing these kid focused shows and movies with martial arts and, and how, you know, I mean, I, cause I, the very first episode of the podcast, um, I actually, I interviewed, um, Mr. Lacey and he, um, was talking about how when he was a kid, um, it was all adults doing martial arts, you know, but now yeah. you look at the martial arts, uh, schools across the country and a lot of them are very heavily, um, leaning toward, you know, a younger student base. Right. And I think that's because of yeah. the movies. Well, it's, uh, it, 
there was a demand for it, but I also think if you talk about the evolution of martial arts schools, um, kids are just more business. Um, right. You know, martial arts schools back when a lot of our instructors started, uh, you know, these guys back in the day, you know, early 80s, um, you know, they were going to places that were <laughs> borderline down a dark alley and, and, and you know, <laughs> some guy's basement some or big, back room. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I mean, it was a, it was a different world back then. And um, it, it was popular, but, you know, people also had a different degree of flexibility. I mean, even when I first opened, people had more um, flexibility during the day to go train on a lunch break. And, and now they don't necessarily have that. So, you know, you've got evolution of time and flexibility, but also what's what's popular. Um, you know, you've got places now for adults that, you know, they want to be able to access 24-7 and, and get a quick 30-minute workout in whenever it fits their schedule. And that's not necessarily conducive to um, a, a martial arts school and, and what it's supposed to be. I mean, you could figure something out, but it's not necessarily the, the, the same thing. So, um, there's lots of reasons that, that, that base drops, but, um, you'd also see it swing back, uh, you know, with, again, everything that's kind of gone on this year, um, there's a, a little bit of a return to adults, um, having an interest in self-defense. Um, now they might explore different forms of that, but, you know, naturally they're going to look at martial arts and, and maybe find something that they can do as a family. Um, which, which brings a lot of adults in, but it, it definitely evolves over time. But, you know, you see kids doing something, um, because it's popular and, and, you know, parents either grew up with it or because it's been in mainstream for a while, then they're more comfortable with it. Um, whereas back in the day, it's like, I don't know if I want to have my kid go down to this place and do something I have no experience with. Um, you know, so there's, there's that difference too. Right. I think that another way that maybe it's also, you know, kind of evolved and changed is, you know, with the, you know, the way that the martial arts is portrayed in, portrayed in the movies is it's like this, like, you know, like this romanticized idea of the martial arts. We, we discussed before, like earlier, you mentioned about how it is getting a bit more realistic you know, now where they're, they're kind of, the pendulum is swinging back toward more realism, but there was a, a very long time. I feel like where martial arts was uh, like this, like romanticized idea in film that kind of helped guide the public's perception of it. And then, you know, you have these more professional like schools and stuff, maybe because of it um, where, you know, you've got the, the traditional school and the, the dojo or dojang, and you've got the instructor at the front and, you know, you have that like quintessential like image of like what a martial arts school is, which contrasts to maybe how it was in the past where it's just like in the back room of a, of a gym, you know, just learning from some guy. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, um, <sighs> I think how it's portrayed uh, in in cinema has a lot a lot to do with things. I mean, unfortunately, one of the things that's kind of um, trended a little bit is that the martial arts school, uh, the family setting, everyone wearing their uniform and stuff, it's almost portrayed a little bit silly these days. Whereas in the past, it was it was uh, 
it was almost portrayed more as a religious experience type thing, right? Uh, right, or, yeah. You know, a peaceful place or in a place of of discipline and structure, and, and uh, you know, it's and it's 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 portrayed a little bit different now, and and you know, it just it kind of depends on the the angle that you're you're throwing at. Um, you know, I it, it it definitely changes over time. I'm reminded of a movie uh, that I think actually portrays the the school aspect in a very cool way. Um, the movie it might be cheesy by today's standards, but it's called The Perfect Weapon, um, and it's with Jeff Speakman. Uh, he only did a handful of movies, but uh, you know he he basically gets brought to his martial arts school at the beginning because he's uh, an angry kid and uh, he doesn't have self control. He's constantly getting into fights, and mm-hmm. it's the alternative to military school. So, you know, they, they, they take them there and it's a very disciplined place. And, you know, you don't, you didn't talk unless you were spoken to. And, you know, if you got out of line, there were (laughs) physical consequences, but that's old school eighties martial arts. I mean, that was early kids being brought into what was an adult world. Um, And I can even remember as a kid, it was a very, it was more of a serious thing where, you know, we wore full uniform like all the time, except for maybe Fridays. Um, and, you know, games only happened one day a week. And, you know, we did not talk during class unless we were saying yes, sir. And it was you definitely got hit harder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you were out of line, you were going to get chewed out and embarrassed in front of everybody. And it was more of a military type experience. And that's just not the way it is now. So if you look at it now from an adult perspective, it's like, ah. Well, this is just, I'm not putting on those PJs. Like, I'm not, no, you know, and it's, I mean, look at, uh, (laughs) I always think of Kramer from Seinfeld where he goes and takes martial arts and he ends up fighting, uh, fighting all the kids. Um, (laughs) It's hilarious. Right. It's absolutely hilarious. But from an adult perspective that's not familiar with the world, it's like, yeah, I ain't doing that. You know, so the martial arts and the cinema and, and, and on TV and stuff, can definitely sway people one way or the other, you know, the return to these guys that are, you know, super trained and they're not going to put up with garbage from anybody. And, and, you know, you're going to have this unbelievable fight scene, whether it's a military guy or some private investigator or whatever. I mean, something as simple as, (laughs) okay, you got John wick, which is a very stylized, very awesome martial arts experience. Right. You've got something like, Jack Reacher that is a little bit more comic-y um, and comical or whatever, but he's still taking on multiple people um, and, and and getting a bit of a scratch, you know? So it's, you know, it, how it's portrayed now, this more grounded, more realistic thing, I think is kind of shifting things back in terms of, you know, the Taekwondo atmosphere and what people are looking for. But I mean, there's always a pendulum swing, right? Well, I think the, the key word that you used is, you know, referring to like an old movie uh, where it might feel cheesy, you know, to today's standards. And I mean, when you look at, at um, martial arts in the cinema now, you know, nobody's wearing uniforms. Like they're not wearing traditional like martial arts uniforms. Mm-hmm. It's like the, the modern uh audience for a martial arts movie is expecting them to be in civilian clothes or tactical gear or i mean you got john wick in in business attire but but yeah but seeing your favorite um action hero run around in uh in a gi is it just feels silly in in you know today's you know world right whereas it would have been 
to perfectly normal, you know, you go back to like the 80s and you've got full adult men wearing their uniforms and in a movie and it was just it was serious and it was cool even but now you'd look at it and it's a bit it's a bit cheesy like you said well it, it seems funny if you're not in the martial arts community that's true um, that's i true. was just watching uh, a, a fantastic batman movie if you haven't seen it it's animated it's the mask of the phantasm it's better than most of the live action batman movies that have been created but obviously batman is is you know heavily influenced by the martial arts Although he's a superhero, he's a glorified ninja. Um, and in the movie, he's practicing on his property by himself in his in his gi and in, in his uniform with his belt on. I'm like, well, at the one hand, it's like, well, that's kind of silly. Why are you wearing your uniform? You're just at your house. Just throw on some sweatpants. <laughs> right. <laughs> but as a martial artist, you know that putting on that uniform is part of flipping the switch part of getting in a certain frame of mind that oh, we're about to do this. Right. And, um, you know, most recently this year with quarantine um, and, and being stuck at home to practice, um, I found myself wanting to put on some level of uniform to practice just because I wanted some sense of normal. You right. Know? Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, but there's something growing up that, no, when I put on my uniform, I'm almost a different person. Um, you know, almost like it's my superhero outfit. And, and that, on the one hand, sounds cheesy, but if you're in the martial arts community, you know what I'm talking about. You know, so it's, um, you know, and, and like a military background, I take pride in how that uniform looks. If it's not ironed or wrinkled to a certain degree, uh, or sorry, not, or if it's wrinkled, and not ironed, right? Uh, you know, it's it's not what I want. Um, it's it doesn't look good. You know, if it doesn't fit right, or <laughs> maybe it's tighter than it used to be, or whatever, it's it's not what you want in your uniform. And and that's something ingrained in the martial arts. So you know, you watch an old movie where someone's in their martial arts school and it's very clean and it's calm and blah blah blah. It's like ah, that, that kind of looks weird. But if you're in the martial arts community you understand and appreciate what that is, even though it might play out differently. Now mm -hmm. you have an understanding for what that, that concept means. Um, I've never grown up in a, a, you know, martial arts environment where, you know, meditation was something that was a, a big part of what we've done. I've been exposed to it. I've done it, but it's not, it's not what I was first introduced to. So I've never fully latched onto it, but it is something that I find very calming when I want to get in a certain state of mind. And I'm not full meditation, but there's something about going down on my knees or sitting with my legs crossed, sitting upright and closing my eyes and just breathing for a second. Um, in fact, I've, I've gotten really into yoga uh, over the last couple of years for that very reason. It's about being calm and closing my eyes and just breathing. Um, and regardless of what pose that, that, that I'm in. So, Again, there's a lot of stuff about old school, traditional martial arts. It's very cool. And, and again, every once in a while you want to bring it back and, you know, it's exciting to see martial arts be more grounded. Um, and even in the martial arts environment, it's, there's something about going back to traditional, raising the, the expectations for discipline, um, and, and how we show respect to one another and, and, and treat one another and, 
how we hit one another. I mean, it's, it's like, you know what, maybe, maybe we should hit a little bit harder. Maybe we should um, be able to take a hit a little bit more, you know, and uh, you know, is that the swing that's influencing what's happening in the martial arts or, or in the cinema or is what's happening in cinema reminding us that we need to bring that back in the martial arts as well? You know, right. What's <laughs> they're probably both happening a little bit at the same time, but they're definitely influencing one another. What do you think uh, generally martial arts movies might get wrong about martial arts? Because you know, it, it's mar- martial arts in movies is a whole different beast than actually training in martial arts. What do you think they get wrong? Uh, you know, um, I think, you know, from a realistic standpoint, um, you're going to have to be pretty good and pretty accurate to to knock out someone with one or two hits, right? right I mean, yeah. um, you know, maybe that's just the level that they're fighting at, but, um, I, you know, I, I think martial arts are people that are portrayed as the hero or the person that's going to pull off the impossible obviously there's a there's a degree of disbelief right <laughs> with with what they're doing you know so i mean that translates over into what they're using to to pull off the task i will say that the problem with just action movies in general is you know weapons and 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 things like that make it seem unrealistic that martial arts is going to accomplish much so when you're trying to do a movie, it's like, well, why is that guy going to fight him? Just shoot him. Movies have that problem with a lot of plot things. It's like, how do I create this situation that this person's got to... Well, and and here's something for martial arts movies. What are the odds that... not? You know, it's one thing for both bad guys, the bad guy and the hero, to both be really good at martial arts. It's like, sweet. We're both trained. We can have an epic fight scene, right? Right. But what are the odds that all of their helpers are also really good? <laughs> all the at fighting, minions have black right? belts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like it's like a martial arts empire went out of business and like, you know what, we're just gonna go and be criminals now. And so I mean the big I, bad guy has a know, martial arts school the, on the side and those are just his students, like as his minions. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, but uh, again, that's that's any any movie, right? Uh you know, so you've got problems where it's like okay really you're gonna fight all these people and and why are they all on different levels of the building why is this set up like a video (laughs) game where i gotta work my way from the bottom to the top i mean so you've got scenarios that look amazing watching it but when you think about it from a practical standpoint it's like why would they do it that way they should just all attack him at once right and and it's like um you know, and in, in fact, I'll, I'll mention a, a movie here that I wanted to bring up just because I, I enjoyed Jet Li. And one of my favorite movies with Jet Li is Kiss of the Dragon. Um, it, it's, it's got some really cool stuff. And I, I think it was one of his more grounded movies. I like Jet Li, but a lot of his stuff I find to be unrealistic wire mm-hmm. work. Um, and, and I'd rather see stuff more grounded. So Kiss of the Dragon is really good. And there's an amazing scene where he goes into a police station and he goes into this room and all the police officers are not only in a taekwondo uniform but they're there to train for the day and i'm just like this room does at not the exist. station this <laughs> yeah they're they're not going to be training in their martial arts uniform but it is an amazing fight scene however at the same time 
they're all taking turns attacking him. I'm like, <laughs> you would honestly just all swarm at the same time. Um, you or know, someone so, would have a gun. You know, like, there's things <laughs> you're at a police station. I I think that's the problem with with martial arts movies is that one, the scenario seems almost completely unrealistic. But two, why would they fight when they could just, you know, do this or that? Like, I mean you know, how many martial arts movies end with the bad guy putting a gun away or the sword down because they're like, you know what, we're going to fight like back in the day. And yeah, and then they die. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? So it's like, oh, do you regret putting down the weapon when you had the upper hand? Like, I mean, so it's, you know, plot points that, that, that they get ripped apart all day. And I think that's what people get stuck on. But Martial arts is a is an art, and I think if you're talking about a martial arts movie, it should be a beautiful thing to watch. Cinema has to latch on to, uh, or even just media in general, has to latch on to character types um, and, and stereotypes to a degree because it's the quickest way to get a point across, right? right? The shorthand of it. I don't have it. a lot of time. Yeah, so when I when the character's introduced, I need to learn about that character, at least all the essential stuff to the story, as quick as possible. And so that boils down to what they're wearing and what they're listening to and how they talk. Personality and, type. You know, you, you got know, the master. Absolutely. The master you know? who's like, you know, calm and stoic and uh, teaching martial arts in like that very like traditionally master way. But then most of the martial artists and instructors that I know, they're not stoic. I, you know, <laughs> like they're, they're these like, you know, energized people that are just normal people running around teaching martial arts. Well, and that's just it. Like, I mean, you know, there's no real in between. So, you know, you go back to Karate Kid, they're either going to be tr- portrayed like, uh, you know, a, a John Kreese or they're going to be, d- d- you know, just uh, Miyagi. There's no in-between, and the reality is that most martial arts instructors are probably a balance of the two, which is what's really cool about Cobra Kai, um, because I think Cobra Kai is, is in their own way demonstrating that balance in that it's not really what you remember. It's a little bit more of both sides have a little bit of the other in them, you know, and so it's um, I, I think is an interesting thing about how that show is being done. But uh, um, actually, I really respect that show a lot. <laughs> I don't know if you're a fan, but... Uh, I haven't seen it. Because uh, I know, was it... Are you serious? I'm serious. Oh. Is it, isn't it behind a paywall? Like, where do I watch it? Uh, Josh, I will pay for you to watch <laughs> this. I mean, uh, um, well, now it's on Netflix. Okay, I'll have to check it out. It, listen, the- I... Yeah, Karate Kid... You gotta watch, you gotta watch one and two, maybe three. Okay. Um, there's only certain parts of three that I that I really appreciate. Um, that's when they go to Okinawa. No, that's two, two, two. I've learned to really love as uh, as I've gotten older. Um, but three is just kind of a bad sequel. Um, it's 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 probably the cheesiest acting of the three and. Uh, but it's got some really cool emotional moments in it that that I think are worth sitting through for. I mean, have you seen all three? Have you only seen one? 
I've seen one, I've seen one and two. I've seen one and two. I, no, okay. The second one, if that's the one where they go to Okinawa, that's got one of my favorite lines of of uh, of, of of Karate Kid, where he they're going into the 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 school there, and there's a poster of him like chopping a log in half, and he asks Mr. Miyagi, he says. Oh, Mr. Miyagi, can you chop a log in half like that? And he says, don't know, never been attacked by a tree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, he, Miyagi's got some great, what a great character. So listen, <laughs> if you're going to watch Cobra Kai, okay? All right. Um, just, just so I can continue to respect you. So listen, um, uh, Karate, you got to just watch Karate Kid 1, 2, 3, because the show really references them. And it's really fun to watch them again as an adult and, and as an instructor. And then, and then you're going to binge watch Cobra Kai because once you get to episode three of season one, you will not turn it off. It is, it is so good. Wow. Cobra Kai is great. <laughs> it's All right. So it's so awesome. Everybody at home, you got to watch Cobra Kai. You have to now. <sighs> no, Josh, you have I to have watch to. Cobra Kai. <laughs> Uh, well, Mr. Dominic, thank you for joining us today. It's been a pleasure having you on. Yeah, yeah, it was a lot of fun. And a huge thank you to you and our other listeners for tuning into our episode today. Make sure you subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform. We've got another great episode for you next week. Next week's episode is going to be about Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I promise you do not want to miss the episodes I have planned for you guys coming out over the next few weeks. We have a lot of great stuff planned, so be sure to subscribe so you won't miss out. If you love the show and you want to help support us, there are two things that you can do. One, share it with a friend. Even something as simple as that really helps us get out there and find new listeners who are as passionate about martial arts as we are. And two, if you really love the show, consider becoming one of our monthly donors. They help make this show possible, and you can join them supporting the show for as little as only $1 a month. You can support the show for only $1 a month. So if you really love the show, you can do that by heading over to hellotaekwondo.com support. For those of you who live in or around Independence, Kentucky, and are interested in training in martial arts, make sure to check out Dominic's Taekwondo Academy. Mr. Dominic has a great program out there. If you want more info about the school, go to domtkd.com. That's D-O-M-T-K-D.com. In the meantime, keep kicking, and I'll see you on the next episode of the Hello Taekwondo Podcast. <laughs>